Hi, I'm Sam Slater from Fun Calibre, and today I've been joined by Jeremy Smuha, who is chairman of Atlantic Omnium and on the investment committee of Gamstar Credit Opportunities Fund. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, good morning. So, most eyes have been on the stock markets over the past month or so. Could you perhaps give us an idea as to what's been happening in the bond markets? Yes, well, indeed. I mean, it's been a very distressing time for a lot of people, and the, the, the stock market has dropped a lot. Um, when you have these risk-off periods, everyone panics out a little bit, and the bond market has gone down as well. Um, I mean, a bit of background of our fund, it's, it's a long-only fund, buy and hold, and we buy corporate bonds, which means we lend to companies. Um, so when profits go down, then, of course, a share price goes down. But there's a very big difference between profitability and solvency. So profits can go down 50% but the company can still be a viable concern. So what happens in periods like this, and we've been running this fund uh, in, in usage form since 2011, but all the way back to 1990. So we've been through a series of these horrific sell-offs, whether it's uh, 94 or 2008. And if the company survives, what happens is the bond price goes down, but then it pays back its debt after a few years and the price goes back up. So what we've seen, uh, the short answer, that was the long answer, the short answer is, yes, bond prices have come down, and they did dramatically in March. And then people have now woken up a little bit to the fact that the companies that will survive will survive, and you've had a little bit of a bounce back, but nowhere near um, what we expect to see in the next few um, weeks or months. And central banks around the world have said that they will actually buy corporate bonds too. So presumably that will help companies survive. Is that right? Or That will help companies survive. Now, our fund specifically, uh, we like the financials. We like the financials because after the 2008 crisis, uh, governments and regulators said we never want to have this to happen again. So regulations, very strict regulations came in to make sure that the banks and the insurance companies became much stronger. So what you've seen in the last 10 years is uh, corporations leveraging up as we've had a good economy, um, but banks and financials companies deleveraging become safer and safer. So what the rules used to be, they used to have around 5% capital and it's now 15% capital they have. So they're much, much safer instruments. Uh, and on the back, on top of this, governments, uh, Whereas in 2008, the banks and the financial sector were the bad guys. Mm. Uh, now, you've seen a joint statement from the Bank of England saying that we're working together with, with the banks. So um, we feel that from our point of view, the companies we invest in, and we invest mainly in investment-grade companies, which are very safe, very, very rarely default, um, are safe. And the key thing to understand about the difference between solvency and profitability, if a company is safe, then it will pay back its bond. So you buy it at 100, you get back your 100, even if the price drops to 80 in the meantime, which is what we've seen and which is why today's, well, now is right, a very interesting period because many of these bonds have dropped dramatically. But we know they're going to pay back at 100. And the other thing you also get with bonds is obviously the income, the yield they pay. And the relationship is that when prices fall, as they have done, yields go up. So perhaps going back to the banks where they've been told they can't pay dividends to equity holders, actually have their yields on their bonds become more attractive? Yes, I mean, quite dramatically. I mean, if you 
look at the end of February, our fund was yielding about 6.2, uh, 4.8%. It's now about 6.2% with a distribution or dividend yield of uh, has gone from 3.9 to 4.8. That's just in a month and a half. So, you, I mean, to give an example of, of there's our fund, but you can give an example of something like Barclays, Barclays 5 and 7 eighths was 109. And it's now 87. That's a drop of 20 points. So this is yielding 6.2% if it doesn't get called in four years. But if there's a cure for coronavirus between now and 2024, when it's supposed to pay back at 100, um, then you're getting a yield of 9.7%. So that's, that's the sort of uh, yield drops we've seen. And of course, if it was 109 at 5 and 7 eighths, then my mass is my mathematical mind can work quickly enough, it was about five and a half. So we've gone from five and a half to six and a half or nine percent to call. And your colleague Gregoire described bonds as being the bargain of the century last week. Would you agree with this? Yes, I I think I would. I mean, you are getting extraordinary yields from companies which are the strongest in the world. I mean, to give an example of Barclays 5 and 7 eighths, which was 109, is now 87 yielding 6.5% forever or 9.7% to call. Now, in an environment where interest rates from the governments or in the bank is so low, this is huge. And what one must remember is when you talk about interest rates of 6.5%, that's on a year basis, but that is 19.5% in your pocket over three years compared with what you get at the bank. I mean, these yields are extraordinarily attractive. Mm. And does that extend to some of the challenger banks or are they not quite in such a good position or did they have to actually have a really good balance sheet before they were allowed to actually do business as a bank? What we do is we really go for the national champions rather than Mm. the challenger. In in uncertain times, you really want to go to the strongest, the strongest companies um, and really stay at the safest end or the safer end of the spectrum. Um, and, And there's... Plenty of them. Uh, Rabobank is in our top 10, which is one of the strongest banks in, in Holland, for example. Uh, BNP in France, uh, Lloyd's in England. So these are the sort of names that we feel comfortable holding. Um, when you don't, and that's the, the nice part now compared with, I suppose, a few months ago, you don't have to stretch for returns now. You're getting very attractive returns from some of the strongest companies in the world. And usually going into a global recession, you'd expect to see a large number of companies defaulting on their loans, sort of talking sort of wider outside of the, the banking sector financials. Do you expect this to happen this time round? Or is there so much intervention that actually some companies that should perhaps go by the wayside will survive and will still be able to pay their loans? Yes, I, sadly, it's going to be very difficult. Um, and this is why we prefer uh, investing in, in the banking sector and the insurance sector, because they've already built up quite a lot of buffer. So the Bank of England did a stress test last year, which was about 9.5% uh, unemployment and uh, a drop in property price of around 30% and so on. And um, the banks would lose a lot of money, profits would go down, but they were still going ongoing concerns. They'd lose between 4 and 6% of their capital. Um, but because they started, because of the regulations of 15% capital, uh, their ongoing concerns. So there will be 
uh, there will be companies going by the wayside, sadly. There will be unemployment. There will be uh, problems. So that's why you have to be extremely selective and stick with the really very strongest companies. Uh, and once again, we've been through 2008 and nine. We've seen when companies um, go through very difficult profit years, the share prices go down, but on the bonds, if they pay you back, you'll get back your 100. And finally, with all this money being pumped into the global system again, do you think inflation will become a problem? And if it does, how do you deal with that as a bond fund manager? <clears throat> Our bond fund actually has always aimed to be interest rate and inflation indifferent because we have half in fixed rate bonds, which do well when inflation goes down and half in, about in floating and fixed to floating, which does well when rates go up. So we're not that concerned about it. But my view is that even though you've had enormous pumping into uh, money pumping into the economy, uh, the supply side of the economy is, is there's still enough unused resources um, that we don't expect inflation to come back. Uh, there's, there's still an enormous amount of supply. The inflation is when the supply and the demand curve uh, are both pushing against boundaries. And at the moment, we feel that is not the case. That was really interesting. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to listen to more of our podcasts, please go to Investing on the Go or have a look at funcalibur.com to find out more about the Gamstar Credit Opportunities Fund. Please note that these are unprecedented times and markets can react very quickly to news. The views expressed are at the time of recording and could change. Please remember we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you. It's not a recommendation to buy or to sell. The fund may or may not still hold these stocks at the time of your listening.